this is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast, and I am here with my brother Eric and my boyfriend Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? What's going on, brother? (laughs) (laughs) And it's episode 53, and we're doing another paranormal potluck. Um, Yeah, this is quickly growing to be like our favorite thing. It really is because like there's so much little, like just little tidbits, but not like not enough to do a whole ass episode on. But I'm like, other people need to hear about these, these cool shit. It's, I think it focuses on our our little niches that we have with stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, But anywho's, you can find uh, our podcast on uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, and wherever else you guys are listening to. Uh, If you want to be on the show, you can email us at letschatparanormal at gmail.com where we could set up a call or you can send in your stories to be read. Or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. Um, So before we get into our stories... Creepy updates. I actually wrote mine down. What? <laughs> like so you're going to forget it? Yeah, so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> okay, I'll let you go with yours first because uh, I, I, I have the one that I told you about the other day. I already forgot, so it's going to be like brand new. Oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm that, sorry. Uh, short-term memory. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's um, the sugar. It's rela- <laughs> relapsing her memory. I, I, my life is 50 for states all the time. <laughs> I am Adam Sandler. <laughs> no, for real. Sometimes he's just like, remember? I'm like, nope. <laughs> well, I don't remember my childhood. <laughs> anyway, the, the one time that you do remember, you should be like, hell yeah, brother. For no, real. She, uh, childhood, it's things that happened like a year ago, or even like a week ago. Yeah, She's like, uh. for sure. <laughs> Anywho's. So my creepy update uh, happened right after we uh, recorded our last episode when we went through that back room. Remember? Oh, that's right. And it was like the random fucking phantom coffee smell. Like we don't yes. have we don't yes. have a coffee maker back there. We and did it not. Never happened afterwards. After that, yeah. And we don't have. Sorry, we don't have, or we didn't make coffee that day. So yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just very strange to like smell coffee back there so strongly and it hasn't smelled like that ever since like nope so i mean and again for for like a little backstory oh something just crossed y'all's camera like fairly it might have been a bug but still that was pretty noticeable that's why my back's to it (laughs) but uh a little little like setup or backstory to this is uh so you know if y'all have been listening to us which i hope y'all are (laughs) uh y'all are familiar with some of the stories that come out of the house and uh, I'm sure y'all are familiar with my grandmother who lived here. And it was a notorious thing, especially for like any elderly back then in the 90s and the 80s to have that old coffee maker that just wafted through the out the house and stuff. That percolator. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that was the first thing that I had remembered after y'all said like, Hey, this doesn't happen back here. You know, mm-hmm. like this is not something that is uh, common back here. So. Definitely not. Um, also, I don't know if if Jesse has noticed it. Sorry, um, but we've been also having weird stuff happen with the TVs, where like it'll be on and then it'll just randomly start, like look like it's about to shut down and then turn back on. And yeah, but it's not like, just one TV. Yeah, it'll it's like turn off and it'll turn on, or it'll feel like someone's pushing the button to change it, and it'll just be changing all oh, over, shit. like someone's like 
but it, it's happening in all of the TVs, but it's not affecting any of the other electricity in the room, though. Right, Because, like, right. you would think, like, if it's, like, an electrical outage or something, like, the lights would start flickering or something. Right, but, right, right, right. But, no, like, it's literally wow. just the TV. And we have all the updates on it. Like, yeah, it's not something, the Wi-Fi is okay. Right, it's just, right. It's like, someone's, it's like someone's Interesting. logging into, like, our thing and just messing with it. Like yeah 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 vividly Ooh, spooky yeah well those are my spooky updates nice thank you for sharing them yeah. it was very nice yeah how about you jesus um did i steal yours no <laughs> not really uh i guess the creepiest one was um god was it what was the day that i had off monday last monday right mm-hmm so yeah, yeah, um yeah. Monday I had off. Um I got up and um I I'm usually like if it if it's creepy, I'll feel it right away. So okay. I walked around the house, it didn't feel creepy. I started doing some stuff and I was like, you know what? I wanna go shower really quick. And I'm taking a shower, I've got some music on, and then uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like my music sounded like it got turned up and everything else got quiet, like in the world. Ooh, I get what you're saying. That's I get what crazy. you're saying. So, yeah, so I was like immediately, like, of course, I was like, it's when I'm like washing my hair, right? Mm-hmm. So I rinse off immediately and I kind of just stand there, right? And I'm like, okay, all right. So it was just probably like the, the water in my ears, I was thinking. And like when I start to literally wash my face, I literally swear to God, I felt like somebody was like, it's okay. But like in a feminine voice, like not even like that slow. It was like a quick, like, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I was like, God damn it. So I got out. I'm like literally like drying myself and I'm like looking at all the cameras just to see if anybody's here. And I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I don't want to like give this vibe off now so yeah yeah, yeah. i kind of like started watching like videos of like stupid shit to kind of like get my mind <laughs> off of it and like i walk out and like lola immediately like runs to the front door and just like sits by it and is just like staring at it like there's someone at the front door oh shit and okay. like i was like i was like why do you have to be creepy like <laughs> i was like goddamn dog i was like and i think at that time i took off to go get uh, coffee and food and i was like I'll yeah, come yeah. after y'all settle down in here mm-hmm. man the last few times i heard a girl tell me it's okay was i was pretty embarrassed <laughs> i know i was like it's cold in here man come on <laughs> so stupid <clears throat> okay so uh was that the end of yours yeah that's that that's it that's pretty much the only thing i can actually remember okay and yeah damn hmm. i wish i had a woman talk to me in the shower oh gosh Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I'm just self okay. self reflecting here. <laughs> what I left out is that I was weeping in the shower, <laughs> just weeping about where everything was down, just sobbing. And the, yeah, what are you weeping about? The Jesus? grotesque hot co- chocolate you got. That's- oh my gosh, I I had to not laugh while you were talking because like I had like five of them and i was like oh my god this is the worst idea ever <laughs> i could have told you that it's like somehow there's chalky and soggy at the same oh. time <laughs> anyways i'm sorry 
Hot chocolate is a young person's game. Like that's. I want it to be festive. <laughs> it's fifty degrees outside. <laughs> it's like if you start eating the gingerbread house, it's not as tasty as you would think. It's made to be decorative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. damn well me and Sal are gonna eat it. <laughs> well, your son will, yes, for sure, eat it. He uh he rubs pudding on himself while he sleeps. So, <laughs> anyways, okay, back to Eric's creepy update. <laughs> oh my god. And I could just imagine the look on his face of just like complete joy. Just ah! he he really was. He was all, huh? yeah, he's like he's like a fucking I, I literally he's the modern day a little Caligula. Like he has no no bounds in this house. He's a tiny emperor. Anyway. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, is so this, yeah, I know. As parents, it's not. Okay, so I have a creepy update. And I can't believe Jen didn't remember this. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So uh, the last time we recorded... Oh, shit. It happened on the same night. Oh, no. Did it? No, yeah, it did. It happened on the night that we recorded, right? Oh, yeah, brother. So... <laughs> God damn it. This is going to start just leaking out into everyday life now. It's just everywhere. Man, the fucking weather is bad. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> It doesn't count if he's your actual brother. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho's, I'm sorry. No more. (laughs) That sugar is hidden. I'm going to crash so hard by the middle of the episode. (laughs) Oh, God. You're going to top yourself off. Mm -hmm. Just going to go fucking grab a handful of sugar. (laughs) The marshmallows. There you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Okay, so... So this happened the last time we recorded, right? And we had drank quite a bit that night, or I I had drank a little bit that night. I think I had three beers. And it was enough to get me comfortable and crash out fairly well, right? So uh, my wife, being the one who sleeps next to me, right? Mm -hmm. So she says that in the middle of the night... What? I remember. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, she said in the middle of the night, she woke up to me talking in my sleep. Right. And uh, she turned to me to to like, you know, try to try to better understand what I was saying. But I had suddenly stopped. And then she said in like. The next couple of seconds, she heard clear as day, a child giggle in the darkness. Oh, I hate that. Right. So uh, so we do have a baby monitor. Right. That kind of illuminates the room enough to where she could like look around and see if there was any of the boys. Because, I mean, we have boys. Mm -hmm. And that was her initial thought was, hey, maybe one of the boys is up here. One of these little fuckers is up here. (laughs) Y'all want to see me naked? Y'all don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So she she got up. She looked around and there was nobody there. So apparently now I'm talking to little kids in my sleep. I hate it. So <laughs> that could be interpreted very wrong. Ghost, little ghost kids. <laughs> little ghost kids. There you go. <laughs> Either way, so. I hate it. Wow. Yeah. And and again, my wife is like a no bullshit type of person. Or whatever is mimicking even... a tiny Ooh, ghost kid. Very nice. I hate it. Very nice. I, hate I didn't it. even think about that. Yeah. Maybe Did it's not think about trying that. to become part of the family. Oh, oh yeah. A or go- like a, just a poltergeist. A shit. ghost pregnancy. If that, that. Well, I mean, it, it would it would coincide with kind of the I, I mean, if you take the like lights turning on and off, 
kind of like maybe it's a maybe it is a child right maybe it's like a helpful child like oh mommy i got it for you and mm-hmm. then he goes turns the Aww. light off or oh mommy i got it for you turns the light on or something you yeah. know mm-hmm. or it could just be like jesse said it could be a poltergeist mm-hmm. trying to mimic that of a child or a demon yeah i kind of so, hate that idea i i like the idea of a helpful ghost child <laughs> kind of well it's, it's nice that all kids find me funny i guess <laughs> do you snore like a demon though i i do oh that's probably it it was i was summoned <laughs> <laughs> well not even because jen says that whenever i start snoring fucking oh hella loud and God. i was awake he finds it fucking hella hilarious no shit well we wow. have to like because like i said sal will sneak into bed with us still and like jesse will start snoring i'm like what the fuck and so like i have to turn like so where like my feet are clo- like feet to his face and whatnot so and sal yeah, sweaty feet to my face yeah sal thinks it's hilarious because like he'll feel like da <laughs> like that's not funny and then he mimics it now so whenever he's like whenever he's fake sleeping he's like <laughs> It's like a little pug. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because Eva, she she gets mad at me for not cuddling with her. And then when I do, she fucking in the middle of the night pushes me because she gets tired of my snoring. And I'm mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, you asked for this. You asked for this. I'm the same way though. <laughs> just God. I don't get it. I just do not get it. Sorry. You know, just ugh. it it is the the terrible <laughs> like what is it the two-sided coin or something or double-edged, <laughs> or double-edged sword. sword yeah, yeah this, again this is why i need a woman to tell me in the shower it's okay no <laughs> anyways all righty then i think it's a good time for us to crack open some beers and start getting into our uh stories Ooh, for our potluck yeah all right All right, so I am actually doing cryptids today. Oh, yeah. I know, I know I'm I'm not a big crypt, uh, cryptid fan except yeah. for like the donkey lady, but doing some dog is man she today. a cryptid though? I would consider her a cryptid or oh, a legend. I don't know. Wow, we're we're going to argue I mean, that one. Cuz I mean, she's a lady that was just burnt, right? Yeah, she's not really much. like a donkey. Okay, okay. Well, anywho, we could argue She's this not like later. a dog man, you know what I mean? Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm. So then, is a werewolf a cryptid? Because technically, yeah, I, mean, I, I consider is. werewolves cryptids. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a human. I mean, he's first and foremost a human. I don't know. I no, would. I, I consider them a cryptid still. Yeah. Because if you're talking about werewolf, you're not like being specific to the lore. You're just talking about a werewolf. Now, well, if you would say like a skinwalker, then I would say ew. it's a different. Mm. Well, I mean, a skinwalker by lore is just a, a human. human who ate human flesh and went crazy. Well, th- then you would go to Wendigos. Wendigos are well, Wendigo. I would say is a spirit. Then, yeah, would it not be? But it it would be. But uh, I'm, I'm if you overgeneralize werewolves, I would say they're cryptids, unless okay. the lore right. that's behind it. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so lichens, cryptids. Okay, yes. Right. Oh man. I hope we didn't like trigger an argument and whatever. <laughs> I, I think social that simplifies media. it because you know I'm it like, just depends no, on the lore. No, if you if you are very opinionated whether or not something is a cryptid like a werewolf, let us know. 
<laughs> sent in the email <laughs> so that I could read it. So you we know. could start a whole other argument. Yeah, yeah. for real. Argue I was just it. looking at y'all like ping pong. I'm like, okay, yeah, enlighten <laughs> us then. Give us your side of the story. Oh man, we should be live streaming and we could do a poll. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> right okay. now, guys, vote. <laughs> Well, anywho's, so I'm taking us to South Africa today. Um, Ooh, is this going to be uh, a sexy lady spirit? This is actually quite the opposite. She has Damn. learned her lesson. Yeah, <laughs> these, these are these are two South African cryptids. She has a strict chart that she follows now of questions <laughs> based upon our responses. You know what? One of them, I will, I will say something afterwards, and just will just be like, "Of course, the internet has done this." But let's get through the the stories <laughs> That's first. Right. That's what would right. Jesse do? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is my first cryptid. The Groot slang is said to be one of the first creatures made by the gods. It was described as having a forty-foot-long serpent body, but has the head of an elephant. Ooh. Yeah, the creatures were said to be smart and powerful. Realizing they made a mistake, the de- the gods destroyed all of the Grootslang but missed just one. The lone Grootslang is said to live in South Africa in a cave named the Wonder Hole or the Bottomless Pit. Is that a plane? <laughs> yes, or it could be a, what do you call it? A, a, grun- a Grootslang? Slang. There you go. No. Anyways, okay. That was very rude of that plane to <laughs> fly overhead. Us. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so the the cave is uh, called the Wonder Hole or the Bottomless Pit, and it connects to a sea that's forty miles away. The cave is said to be full of diamonds and gems, something that, of course, uh, has enticed the greed of men. Wait, before you keep going, we were just having this conversation about serpent-like creatures oh, and them yeah. coveting, uh, like a material. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? I don't think I was uh, included in this. No, conversation. no, it was just while we were outside. Oh, uh, okay. Just throughout uh, different religions and people around the earth, how they yeah. kind of all have that same <laughs> mythos. But go ahead. So. Yeah. So um, he lives in a cave, and of course, uh, there's greedy ass men that want to get his riches. So in 1917, Englishman Peter Grayson and a group of men searched for the treasure of the Grootsling, only to be injured by lions in the Richtersfeld landscape. Peter Grayson disappeared, though, and is said to have been killed by the Grootsling. Other descriptions of the Grootsling give him orange gems for eyes, or a giant elephant with a serpent's tail. If you encounter the Groot Slang, it is said you can bargain for your freedom by trading gems and diamonds. It is very close to everything else that I've yeah, heard. Yeah. Really? Of. Yes, like it, it, going with the Aztecs, going like with the Yahweh uh, story. Well, you're going to like this next one then. Okay. All right, so this next one is called the Inkanyamba of Ka- oh God, Kaunagaza. Or Damn, I was going to say you hit that right on and then you, you stumbled on <laughs> yeah, the second sorry. part. <laughs> the Inkanyamba of the Kaunagatsa or nice. the place of the tall one. So in Zulu and Zosha myth, there is a 20 foot long snake with the horse or with the head of a horse that lives at Hawick Hall Falls in South Africa. Hawick Falls is 310 feet high and lies in the Umgeni River that eventually leads into the Indian Ocean. The Inkanyamba is said to be a guardian spirit 
of the realm and have supernatural powers that can affect the weather. When Yes, so when angered, the Inkanyamba can summon angry storms. The Zulu believe that the Inkanyamba is a migratory creature and that he appears in the summer months at Howick Falls, and that is what brings the summer storms. So the Sangama, a healer among the Zulu, are allowed to approach the falls to offer prayers and worship to the Inkanyamba. The creature is also said to take to the sky once, uh, once a year in the shape of a giant tornado looking for its mate. Cool. Huh? Okay, wow, that's cool. <laughs> like I said, it, it, it's all pretty much linked up. Just next sentence. Some legends give the creature wings similar to the Aztecs, Quetzalcoatl. So that would make it, that gives theory a of if it is serpent. migratory, yeah. If it is migratory, like going from South Africa to like another, or to the Aztecs and whatnot. So yeah. I thought that was really Yeah, cool. just uh, one serpent god getting praised of different cultures. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, there have been cave paintings found of similar creatures in the same description of the Inkanyamba. In those paintings, they are described as rain animals. And so the logical theory that scientists give, though, for the Inkanyamba is that it's just a very large freshwater eel. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mm. So that's all with I have. Feathers. <laughs> yeah, with feathers, yeah. And wings. So that's what I have. And of course, I love to go to Reddit <laughs> to try to find personal stories. But... Guys, please do not search in Kanyamba <laughs> on Reddit because, of course, perverts have made this into some scary porn because I searched it and all that popped up was not safe for work, not safe for work. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, God. So, you know, I was trying to get my, uh, I was trying to say this to my sister the other day when she mentioned this or this morning. Uh, what is it where, like, if there's not a topic, the internet will create it? Is it, uh, it's uh, like rule rules, 86? Rule something. Yeah. Somebody enlighten me. What is it? God damn it. Cause I can't remember what it is. They will create Ugandan knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> you got three minutes with bones off. <laughs> All right. Well, those were my two cryptids that I'm bringing to the potluck. And it's a little international stories. That's actually pretty good. Shockingly uh, close to what we were talking about uh, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you kept us to a mature level, Jen. I got to give you an applause. Oh, wrong one. Oh, wrong one. There it is. All right. Hell yeah, yeah brother. Yeah. Everybody's a, we wanted the perverted. <laughs> oh, ma'am, go, go find a weird witch or if, something. If you guys wanted an erotic cryptid, go ahead and chime in. Be like, this is on my spank bank. <laughs> I like hearing the boys perverse something very, <laughs> very dangerous. <laughs> God, how are we? This is probably why we're haunted. Just mm -hmm. fucking. Mm. Just, <laughs> <laughs> very true. Oh, God. I'm surprised my wife is still married to me. <laughs> and I just want to throw it out there. I'm not drinking tonight, but. 
Just a big old so, mug of microwave hot chocolate. We could say potatoes, potatoes on this because she's not getting her blood alcohol level up, but her blood <laughs> sugar level is definitely up. <laughs> it has the same effect. It's like I, I think I like put a, a fourth of a cup of marshmallows in there <laughs> in my lukewarm hot chocolate. Oh, oh, and then you nuked it at the same time. Yep. Oh, it, God. It's not that great. <laughs> I'm trying to be festive, but I'll microwave the shit out of it. <laughs> Anywho, okay. Oh, God, you can see, like, the resin of the chocolate yeah. on the side of the cup. It's not Ooh. pretty. I'm going to be, like, up later with heartburn, probably. <laughs> Anyways, all right, Jesus, I believe you are up next. Yes, I am. And I just want to um, give out a few disclaimers. Usually, I like to be kind of um, roundabout about certain subjects but this time i will be covering this with as much uh respect as possible because the japanese people do not play around with this yeah yeah okay um people have been uh <laughs> beat and <laughs> hurt over this okay. it is uh so the utmost respect is to be yes shown. and uh you know mr uh tarionu masakado uh, does not play around he has been around since uh 900 ad damn uh so yeah uh that's who i'm gonna be covering the what some call the first samurai which he really wasn't but that's what they call him in japan the first samurai or the wrathful spirit of japan and i will use a quote that is uh taken off of twitter from an actual japanese uh local when asked about it because there's not a lot of like videos that actual people from that area will make they don't talk about this they don't mention it they're like like it's safer not to talk about this at all so um here is the quote to start off our country's most wrathful spirit is more taken care of and protected than our nuclear <laughs> weapons oh wow okay so um all right let's start off with something uh early on like i said uh, about 900 940 a.d tario uh tario no masakado was a warlord samurai um he was a descendant of basically the emperor uh, bloodline um and at some point he decided that he was going to become emperor of japan okay and yes proclaiming that his bloodline was rightful and that the government was too corrupt and hurting his people that he was going to rightfully take the throne so he took to arms and as soon as the countryside heard about uh, Masakado's um, attempts, they basically all joined him, including some of his cousins. Now also to note, Masakado is one of the two um, middle or uh, warrior class okay. citizens. I mean, okay. if you needed a killing or if you wanted a war, you would either get his clan or the rivaling clan and bloodshed was for sure to happen now uh masakado of course you're probably thinking of the stereotypical samurai this man is said to be seven feet tall oh wow wow. with a stance close perfect to steel they said and the way that you could point him out 
from your other seven foot Japanese samurai <laughs> is that he had two pupils in his left eye. Oh, wow. Yeah, so whenever he's drawn or spoken of, and even when they draw his face, they draw the two pupils in his left eye. Yeah. Uh, his um, family insignia was the butterfly. So, okay. Masakado was, like I said, a samurai warlord who rose prominently to power and was a really big threat to the empire of, you know, Japan. So he was actually doing a really good campaign until his own cousin was the one that murdered him. Oh, shit. In uh, Code Blood. Well, he was also part of his rebellion and the way that he got the upper hand on him is that he actually consorted with one of his concubines because it was said that whenever he appeared he appeared in sevenfold that means there were seven versions of him uh so seven seven foot samurais (laughs) were literally in front of you jesus yeah and no one could tell them apart she basically gave him the hand that it was he was using magic frog magic to be exact to um interesting yeah because in um japanese culture uh shitoism i believe it's what it's called um frog has two meanings frog and then it means to come back to return oh okay wait wait let me i i'm not trying to disrespect you by interrupting you so i just (laughs) let's do this let's do that so that we show respect um i don't want to i don't want to be uh, she gave up the dirt right away on him. She's like, out of the seven uh, masakados, only one of them is going to have a shadow. And that's how you'll be able to oh. tell who the real one is. Oh, wow. And he's got a weakness in his neck. Okay. Such which he prominently took and then shot him in the neck with an arrow. Jesus. Uh, which led to him pretty much killing his uh, small group of close uh, soldiers next to him and decapitate him uh, pretty gruesomely. So, after the threat being taken care of of Masakado, his cousin proudly took the head to the Emperor of Japan and in his gleeful uh, disrespectful ways put Masakado's head up in Kyoto to be shown in front of everybody that this is what happens to rebels. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Kyoto was like, oh, all right, well, you know, that's the end of that. And no longer than 10 days after his death, the villagers started to notice that there was something really wrong going on in the village. (laughs) Because this man's head was not decaying. In opposite, when they first put the head up on this tree, it had a somber, sad look on its face. Towards whereas the days kept going, it just kept getting angrier. Oh, shit gruesome face to the point where his eyes were crimson red yeah Uh, which a lot of villagers led to believe that he had become a goryo if i am pronouncing that right yeah yeah. i don't know if uh, you guys are aware with goryos Mm -mm. so uh they are a vengeful rage-filled spirit that is bound to the earth Hmm. and um when you become a Goryeo, you cannot ascend to the seven levels of Buddhism reincarnation. Okay. So you're stuck in that way. The only way to get rid of a Goryeo 
is basically Buddha himself has to come down and oh, shit. banish them or an exorcism through two extreme forms of spiritualism and, and Taoism, which I mean, it has to be depending on how powerful this thing is. Okay. Uh, which none of that happened. So, of course, as time progressed, the villagers started to hear Masakaro yell oh, God. Oh, in the middle of the night for his body. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, to the point where everybody was kind of... They had enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we've got to find a way to, you know... Like appease the spirit yes. or something. Yeah. So, funny fact, he is not the first Goryo in his family. A uh, hundred years prior to that, remember I told you he had a bloodline to the emperor? Okay. So, um, the uncle, uh, which was in succession to it, was killed by the emperor because he felt threatened by it, killed him. Which he became a Goryeo that was said to basically haunt that emperor. Haunt him enough to the point where he relocated the capital of japan twice oh shit to try to get away from him right. and he was said to move the palace more than multiple times to try to you know get away from this spirit of his brother haunting him he was only able to get him appeased when he publicly crowned his brother emperor of japan after that, it says so, that he... Wait, wait, wait. So he crowned a spirit, yes. the emperor of Japan. Yes. Wow. Because uh, Gojiros are only uh, said to go away after they are revered as gods. Oh. So they have to be... That's the only way you can appease them. They won't go away, but they'll be subsided by the yeah. worship. Almost like resting. No. They'll just be like, okay, I'm not going to act up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So... That's that with that. Um, so what, during this whole rebellion, when uh, Masakado was killed um, for wanting to start a revolution of sorts, the emperor ordered for all his children and children of the people involved in the rebellion to be killed, which they succeeded, oh, except for two of his children, his son and his daughter, which escaped prominently to the wilderness of Japan towards where they took uh, refuge in a temple out there. Now, I'm going to go pretty quickly in this part because it's important, but we have a lot to cover, guys. <laughs> so it is said that the son took up odd jobs and fed the family towards where the daughter became engulfed in mysticism mm -hmm. in the mountains, towards where at some point the son was greeted by one of the most powerful wizard businesses in japan at the time mm -hmm. and gave them a scroll to decipher okay and in that scroll of course we go back to frog magic <laughs> uh she pretty much mastered it and renamed herself to indoctrinate herself as pretty much a witch in japan okay super powerful they both raised up the second rebellion of the masakado which they did pretty good damage in japan again because this wasn't what japan usually was used to whenever japan had a war it was basically fighting off an invading force right right or something of that nature it was never an internal battle in japan they were it, all, it wasn't like a coup it was always yes like, it was okay. never like a civil war this is the first time where like people were like rebelling against the empire okay okay uh for succession um 
So very powerful people, of course, immediately were like, yeah, the second coming to Mascaro, let's go. So when the emperor got wind of this, he sent his strongest samurai to f see what was going on. And he came prom, uh, across the daughter, which immediately using her newfound power, tried to kill him by summoning up uh, a giant skeleton made of all the remains of the lost uh, soldiers of the first Masakado. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> yes, so there's actual pictures depicted in Japanese culture of this event going on. Unfortunately, she did not succeed and she was killed. Oh. Ending the reign of the second takeover of Masakado. But it is said that the daughter succeeded in contacting her father's dead spirit, which if he was in a Goiro, uh, Goryo back then, for sure, he was bound to Earth now, never able to rest. Okay. All right, let us go back to Kyoto, where um, his head's still basically just sitting up there, terrorizing the people. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, towards where now we get to where the villagers had enough, and they actually took it upon themselves to find out where the location of his body was. And they sent up a prominent village head leader in the middle of the night to go whisper into Masakaro's ear where his body was. What the fuck? Oy. Yes. As noted by certain scripts, as soon as he was told where the location of his body was, his angry crimson red blood stare subsided and a big gruesome smile grew on his face. Ooh, nice. And as the days progressed... The villagers could hear the shake, the shaking of the tree just tremendously towards where he, the tree was lifted off the ground with the head, eventually dropping the tree and the head taking off flight in the middle of the night. The so hell? like it was like in, in anticipation, like his head was excited to have and his No, body his back. head just took off. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it was like shaking everything because yes. he was he was excited he to was get his body back. that energy. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I know it's going to sound kind of ridiculous of flying head through Japan, but uh, there's actual text and, you know, historical facts of people shooting down the head and it landing. And these were... What the hell? And these are where certain temples are built to kind of subside the energy that he put so that... And th these temples still exist. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, just to kind of subside him. So he wasn't able to locate his body, but he landed in this uh, small fishing village, which is now currently known as tokyo okay. but at the time it was not the prominent city that it was it was just a small fishing town with very high peasant population mm -hmm, mm -hmm. finding the head of masakaro these peasants knew who he was because i mean i two pupils yeah they yeah, washed yeah. his face and built a shrine for him taking up pretty much his side you know because they're peasants he was trying to fight for the hardship of you know the rebellion so you know yeah, they, yeah. they built him a whole temple. Well, it helped out for a little bit, but, you know, Masakaro being who he is was not subsided with that small village worshipping him. It is said that one night, a giant thunderbolt came down and pretty much turned off everything, candlelights. It just turned the, the city... Complete darkness. Darkness. And <clears throat> as the shrine caught fire everybody could see this seven foot samurai 
pretty much roaming the countryside, scaring Holy the shit, shit out of everybody. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it wasn't just like uh, he would appear randomly. Like he was literally terrorizing people. A seven foot, uh, you know, that mask with the horns, kind of bulging out eyes. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah, going yeah. about terrorizing these people. Um, they still kept the the head, and they formed. Yet again, another shrine to kind of appease him. Um, as time progressed and the small town became a city, they kind of built over his grave. Oh no! <laughs> and Shit. yeah, just built over his grave. Yeah, that's never good. That's with never the good. with the head still intact in there, and as the years pass by, major earthquakes and, of course, you know, catastrophes are riddled in Japan. Mm-hmm. But at some point, <laughs> um, oh, what was it? It was, I, I don't, uh, Jesse's going through his notes right now. <laughs> well, yeah, cause it, it's, it's the, I don't want to mispronounce it. it. It's a Gifu where they put him, um, at the point where there was a major earthquake, which was followed up by a tornado of fire. Jesus. Oh shit! Which is like recorded, like it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it it was struck the ma- major financial district of Tokyo. So he was going after their funds. Yeah. Um, they pretty much were like, you know what? Screw this. We're gonna turn him into a kami. Kami turning him godlike. So right. they they upgraded his temple, <clears throat> turned him into a kami, and he was put to rest for a good portion of the time <laughs> up until 1874 when a new emperor came to power and he didn't like uh Tarion uh no Masakado because he represented rebels and overthrowing the Japanese imperial bloodline yeah 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 so against a lot of resistance he removed his kami status oh shit <laughs> and uh, unburied his head and have it had it moved to a lesser temple, oh, shit. which led to a bunch of just terrible events happening. Where the the Ministry of Finance was completely destroyed and burned to the ground with unforeseen events. Uh, and at that point, when they went back to the existing temple to bring the head back, the head was gone. And it's been missing ever since. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. Um, of course, they were like, let's build him up back again. They started building up his new temple. And they were just going to honor him through the bucket that his head was in since forever. Wow. wow. Just the bucket. Yes. there's like It's like a essential, like a bucket that they would keep it in with like talismans and whatnot. So during this whole reconstruction period, 14 people died. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and a multitude of others were just riddled with illness comas that they never came out of okay um again the for the, like the third or fourth time the building of finance the ministry of finance was burnt to the ground again <laughs> so the building of ministry of finance is like one of the things that he goes after yeah. constantly so this is like the third time that he's burned <laughs> this down that will they attribute that to him right right uh, let's fast forward to world war Two when the powers were just bombing the shit out of everything his shrine was the only thing unaffected by it 
Hmm. Everything around it. Yes. Destroyed. Yep. Except wow. for his shrine. So when the powers won, of course, like they did, they took their toll on stuff and had, you know, certain uh, things that they were asking for. They s- took that prominent land in Tokyo mm-hmm. and said, we're going to bulldoze this area and build a parking lot for oh. a, a, a sort of kind of like embassy. Okay. So okay. as the Americans brought in their machinery to bulldoze the area as soon as they reached the plot area the bulldozer was said to be overturned and instantly killed the american in the bulldozer oh wow oh, shit which led america to probably go you know what keep this part of uh, <laughs> of tokyo it's okay we we won't we don't need it anymore and that was it um, america never messed with that part of tokyo ever yeah, again yeah yeah and fast forward to the 1980s where he was actually put back to kami status um everything was kind of spick and span the bank of tokyo mitsubishi uh turned that area into the finance district <laughs> the area that he hates the most but even up to right now they have a bank account for him <laughs> under the really? name yes tario no masakaro and people put money into it so he's got i mean he the plot that he owns is worth millions in real estate yeah which nobody dares to touch interesting Um, so if you go to modern tokyo right now you will go to the finance district of tokyo and you will see all these giant ass skyscrapers but in the middle of all that you will see a tiny little shrine temple with uh trees that no one dares goddamn touch (laughs) (laughs) and architects when designing these buildings make it a goddamn point that no one sitting in any cubicle is facing their back to the temple really yes nice um the plot of land next to it was vacant for so long it's only i think recently that a developer was brave enough to buy that property and start building right right um so the last known incident of Tario no Masakaro, his vengeance, was November 2020, when they tried to make his temple a little bit more tourist friendly. So they <laughs> decided, <would> yeah. <laughs> Why? So they decided they were going to remodel it, and as soon as the the bucket that houses his uh, housed his head was removed from the plot, a 4.3 earthquake hit the. Ibarako district where his body is said to be uh, buried. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and um, pretty much if you go to this shrine of uh, Tario uh, Nomosakado and you're disrespectful, you won't have to worry about the spirit getting you. The locals will beat the hell out of you. <laughs> As a comedian learned uh, he was not able to get work there in his city for about 10 years. Oh, wow. And he was almost beaten to a you know, bloody pulp. Um, yeah. And he was like a local? Yes. Oh, so okay. uh, he was like, you know, I don't believe in this mumbo jumbo. Yeah, I'm going to go to the yeah. shrine and be funny with it. And uh, yeah, so um, it's only in the morning that it's appropriate to go give respects to. 
mm-hmm. and then some do it in the evening, but it's very tricky. <laughs> right, right. Like uh, most Japanese people will not talk about it. They won't even mention his name. Uh, it's a really big thing for them. Hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, the vengeful spirit of Japan causing uh, havoc to people that <laughs> mess with them since... Uh, 900 AD to about November 2020. Jeez. Interesting. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, aside from its unique story, I mean, it, it sounds kind of familiar to our, like, la, uh, not La Chusa, our uh, uh, Yorona. You know, like, these are vengeful spirits that, that I, roam I, the land. I of mean, course, it doesn't have, like, the same power to, to affect weather. And yeah, I mean, and this stuff. guy literally backed off the U.S., <laughs> which is on <laughs> on record that they were just like, you know what? No, it, it backed up a whole superpower and has the whole country right, of right. Japan. At its respects. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty wild then. A whole country decides, yeah, we don't mess with this. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Jesse, for sharing that about, like, <laughs> I want to try it. Taria no Masakado? Yes. Right. Oh, man. My sister is a sister of the nations. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> send, send good hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. All right. Look up like different nations' versions of hot chocolate mm, and try them. Yes. Oh man, that would be so awesome. Diabetes. <laughs> so, yeah, which one has the most alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, you're you're up next, Eric. Yes. Yes. I hope so. I I want to state this at the very top. Mm-hmm. I picked this because. I either want to trigger someone's phobia or create a new phobia for people. Thanks. So uh, <laughs> I am going to be covering the mysteries of the deep. I hate it already. The ocean. <laughs> our, our one area that we've still yet to even. Uh, we, did you know that we know more about the stars than we do about yeah, our own ocean? 20, 20%, like not even like 20% of it has been. No, known. no. I, and I have the specific number oh, too. Oh my God. We know more about the dark side of the moon than we do of our oceans. I believe it. So. That's because everybody says, you know what? Fuck the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> because it's terrifying. It is very terrifying. And uh, I want to ask, do you know what the phobia is called? I don't. What is it? Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. Yes. Okay. Thalassophobia is a type of specific phobia that involves a persistent an intense fear of deep bodies of water. Which is what you would think if we play it, you know, in the right way, evolutionary wise, if it's instilled in us, it's for a goddamn reason. Oh, no shit. Mm. That is a very, no, that is a very good uh, uh, observation. We tend to swarm to like lakes, yeah. uh, ponds. <laughs> we find them soothing. But once we get to the ocean, Mm-mm. once Mm-mm. once we get past the 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 beach, we get a little like uh... maybe not. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into this. Okay. Okay. So Jan. Yes. I want you to imagine mm-hmm. that you just wake up, and you're in the middle of the ocean. All directions, there's nothing in sight, just water and the waves. Mm. And you begin to sink. Oh, no. All right? 
So let's begin our journey at 40 meters. Here, you could safely scuba dive, right? Okay. Safe. Now, let's sink a little bit further. At 90 meters, this is uh, where the famous wreckage of the Lusitania can be found, which interesting enough, so the length of this ship is actually larger than the depth that it uh, sunk at. So oh. if it were to actually have sunk like nose first or mm -hmm. keel or stern first, it would actually still be sticking out of the water. Interesting. Okay. So now we sink to 100 meters and things begin to become a little more dangerous. If uh, divers are careless and do not take decompression sickness seriously. Here it's where Herbert Nitsch completed and set the record for the free dive on a single breath of air at 214 meters. Pretty impressive. Uh -huh. I mean, a little further down. Impressive, what? but wildly stupid. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that boy <Yeah>. was wild. <laughs> <laughs> a little further down at 332 meters is where a man named Ahmed Gobder, uh, Goward set the scuba diving record. Roughly another 100 meters down. And he could be, uh, he could have reached the full length of the Empire State Building. Oh my God. If it had been submerged. Really? Yes. Holy shit. So imagine that. At just that length, you are already at the, t the tip of the, the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. And you ain't hit nothing yet, baby. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. all just. <laughs> yeah, the dark. ocean's all like. No, 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 no. This is still no, this light. This is still water. You could like, still see light. Yes. You could still see light at this depth. We don't hit the abyss yet. So uh, <laughs> yeah. at this point, the ocean's like, is it in yet? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, my God. Okay. So at 500 meters is the max diving depth of the blue whale. But the Emperor Penguins have them beat by being able to dive at 554 meters. Oh, really? Those yes. little penguins. <laughs> Which, again, uh, if you guys don't know, goes back to my uh, theory that penguins are evil as fuck. <laughs> Gunter. Yeah, they're, they're, they're evil fucks. Alright, so, again... Emperor penguins can dive deeper than uh, blue whales. Okay. Very cool. Interesting. But it's at this point the pressure is about to become the equivalent of a bear standing on a quarter. At 830 meters is the full length of the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. Huh. Which is Dubai, I believe, right? Yep. At 1,000 meters, and this is roughly a mile and a half, is when everything goes completely black. This is the point that the sun and light can no longer penetrate the surface waters deep enough. At this point, you would not be able to see anything. So imagine that. It's you're, you're a shelf of darkness yeah, you're at this point. You're basically talking about like space kind of like atmosphere. Yes, very true. Which we're able to hang out in space very comfortably. <laughs> for, yeah, for long periods of time, but not down there. Yeah. So I want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. At this point, you would not be able to see anything, but that doesn't mean that the ocean life can't. So the predators of this deep can still see you. I hate that. <laughs> At 1,280 meters, you'll probably see a leatherback sea turtle, as this is its max diving depth. Oh, okay. At 1828 meters, we would be able, uh, we would be at the lowest point of the Grand Canyon had it been submerged. Dang, okay. At 2000 meters is where the stuff of nightmare lives. Oh. At this depth, we encounter the dragon, uh, black dragonfish, 
The carnivorous fish does have bioluminescence, but has evolved to not allow light to be emitted through its body. So, just I, I, again, I want people's. <gasps> Ew! <laughs> I just googled it. That thing is terrifying. Uh, there's worse things down there. Oh honey. yeah, I promise. But you. Uh, okay, so the image of it is very scary. Yeah. But also think about what I just said. Evolution has created this to uh, take its natural state and suppress it to make it a better predator. Mm. So at, at this point, it does have bioluminescence, but it evolved to hide it so that it could hunt better. Spooky. I hate it. <laughs> For those that don't know what it is, it literally looks like one of the aliens, but as an eel. <laughs> Basically. Okay, so let's continue to sink. At 2,250 meters is where most likely the tales of giant sea creatures battling came from. For this is the max depth of sperm whales and their arch nemesis, the colossal squid. Oh. Yep. So th this is this is where the, where they they literally fight down there. Oh yeah, to yeah. eat each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, the sperm whale hunts uh, the colossal squid. So what uh, what's the thing that takes the giant chunks out of those guys? It's the it's the the, the giant squid. <laughs> oh god, it's the. Well, I'm gonna get into that later. Oh, I'm gonna god. get into that later. Okay, but it is the colossal squid fending off yeah, these, right, these the, attacks. Yes, so I'm gonna get into that. So, uh, right, so they're, they're battling down there for survival, right, between these two giants. Okay. And it's well documented of dead sperm whales being located with wounds of giant sucker marks and long gashes along its body. This is due to the squids being equipped with hook-like barbs within each of its suckers and a sharp beak-like mouth at the center of its body. So imagine... And I looked this up, right? So these squids have eight arms with roughly, I, I think it's like 500 suckers on each. Jesus. And each one has these hooks, razor sharp hooks on inside of their suckers. They're just so. ready to fuck shit up. <laughs> so these squids are also known to regularly grow to 14 meters long and weigh 750 kilograms with eyes the size of dinner plates. Oi. So yeah. let, let's just put that in per, into perspective. So we just talked about this biolucent... Bioluminescent. Creature. Right, right. That evolution peaked at what it's at right now. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about these squids, what are these squids f hunting and fighting off for them to be exactly. this size? <laughs> and see, and this is where I want people to really get into this, is to just imagine... I mean, you're down here, and there's a reason why these things get so massive, and I'll get into that later, right? And and you're absolutely right. Like, why are they growing so big? What are they defending or hunting? Because clearly they're de devoid of, like, a lush uh, plethora of food. This has to be, like, what they call, like, clash of titans. You have to yes. be big to eat big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next on our journey is 3,800 meters. And we can visit the Titanic at this depth. Ooh. At 4,000 meters, which is roughly two and a half miles, is uh, where life further transforms and begins to more resemble that of alien life like for life forms. Okay. Like the fang tooth, anglerfish, and the viperfish. Hmm. Do you want to look any of those up? I think I know what an anglerfish like, looks like. I don't think you do, because <laughs> you seem very reserved about no, what they look like. I think I do because of 
Uh, Finding Nemo. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe it was Finding Nemo. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I know what this. I, I know what this guy looks like. What was the other one? The, uh, the viper fish. Viper. So, so and these, the fang tooth. So these things are basically equipped to survive space at some point. The vacuum. Really? It seems that way. It very much seems that way. I don't like this guy. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I've learned some of these in Animal Crossing, though. Oh, God. I'm not joking. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. So, and this is what the fish and life forms commonly look like at this point. And you gotta, and again, think about this. Horrible. <laughs> so think about this. I mean, evolution has equipped every species on this planet accordingly to their environment. And just a matter of two miles can you see how a life form can evolve completely different and almost monstrous just think about that it's it's incredible no. it's all in the atmosphere <laughs> so next you continue to continue to you know sink at 4267 meters we've reached the average depth of the ocean floor and this is pretty common across the planet right the battleship Bismarck sits at 4,791 meters. The next known depth would be at 6,000 meters, which uh, is named the Hadal Zone after the underworld of Hades itself. At this point, the water pressure is 1,100 times that of what you would feel back on the surface, oh, wow. which is the equivalent of a person having 50 Boeing 747s piled on top of them. The fuck? At this point, you would be crushed and imploded immediately without any type of protection. But that does, that does not mean that life does not exist down here, such as the grenadier's fish and the snailfish, which is a vertebrate fish, and deep sea prawn. And let's just think about this, people. We can go into space with fucking suits <laughs> and like yeah. float around and do repairs, mm -hmm. but if we did that at that depth, we would be crushed like a can yep like yep snail fishes are kind of cute by the way <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's insane so it's easier to go up than it is to go down <laughs> yeah um, yep well how i don't understand so like can they not come up to the surface i'll get to that oh okay i'll get to that okay so at 8,848 meters, we've just re reached the top of Mount Everest. Okay. Aside from being a phenomenal director, James Cameron can flex on having dived 10,898 yeah, that sure meters. Did. That's roughly seven miles. Dang. So the only other men to have dived any lower was two men named Don Walsh and Jacques Picard. Jacques Picard, the yep. famous Jacques Picard. <laughs> yep. No, you don't know who I'm talking about? No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Uh, what is it that uh Bill Sazwayzi is in that like the 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 mimic character off of him? Oh huh? shit. What? Uh the what is it? Uh oh my god. What's oh. It's on the tip of my tongue. What are y'all talking like about? Like the the dude that does uh Wes Anderson? What? Uh uh, the aquatic oh, life of Bill Zoswazi. Uh, yeah, uh, no, the aquatic life. Zisu. Uh, Zis Zisu. Steve Zisu. Or no, something? Bill Zoswazi. Bill Murray plays that character. Yeah, um, Life Aquatica is yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, uh, so these two men. What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> I got no idea. So uh, these two men reached ten thousand nine hundred and sixteen meters in the sixties. Oh wow! In the sixties, and the only reason they uh, surfaced was because as they ascended, their window actually cracked, <gasps> and they stayed there for twenty minutes before having to reascend up to the surface was that because of like pressure yes oh okay. the pressure at that point is unbelievable at 10,972 meters is the average flight height of a commercial airline oh wow so if you're ever flying just take a look down and you'll get roughly the idea of how deep you would be in uh, the ocean at this Don't point. Don't like that. There's no fucking <laughs> scary shit up there at that height, but there's scary shit below. Got it. At 10,994 meters, and remember, this is roughly around seven to eight miles, we have finally reached the known bottom of the ocean. But it is almost certain that there are deeper parts of the ocean that we have yet to discover have only charted 5% of our astral ocean floors. Wow. And then this was the 60s. The technology was like fucking shit. I just want to throw that out there. And whatever was cataloged and whatever was seen that was not actually put out to the public was enough for people to go, you know what? (laughs) Uh, Let's not do that again. (laughs) Y'all wild, but we ain't doing this again. (laughs) Okay, so we just went through... You know, the, mm-hmm. the levels. And now I want to hit you with some facts to kind of put this all into perspective, right? So the ocean makes up about 71% of Earth's surfaces. And just know that. So let's put these numbers together. 71% of our Earth is covered in water. Mm-hmm. And we only know of 5% of that. Don't like that. <laughs> so there's, there could be a little... A literal Godzilla down there, and we wouldn't know. There could be, and that's where I was going to go with that. Oh, okay. Kraken, Leviathan, sea serpents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of these mermaids. Atlantis. All these Atlantis. <laughs> I believe in Atlantis. UFOs, all these things that we know. Who knows? With tectonic uh, displacement, plate displacement, and, you know... Uh, uh, we we know this happens. Yeah, we got geothermal spots down there. Yeah. So who's to say that we didn't lose a continent, gain a continent, lose a civilization, lose a species, or they evolved to live deeper or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah, our, our distant cousins are just down there chilling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who know? Yeah, who knows? Maybe humans evolved to survive underwater at one oh, yeah. at some point. I mean, we evolved to come out of the water. I mean, that's what's what's speculated. Well, the ones that wanted to come out of the water. This is true. So, as I also previously stated, we know more about outer space than we do about our own oceans. Most of our planet is actually constantly in darkness. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So, there there is more parts of our planet that are shrouded in darkness than they are uh, of light. Because I think, what, what what did you say, the, the depth of the, the UV reaching? Uh, uh, so it would be 700 meters, and that's maybe like a mile and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's as far as the sun penetrates the, the light, with, with anything. The anything. <laughs> so also, as Jesse mentioned, geothermal vents can reach up to 700 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy shit. And that's essentially melting your flesh. Is that what's under Yellowstone? No, that oh, okay. the, I mean those are geothermal vents, 
but those are ones that that uh, breach the surface. Oh. Right. So, and these are completely different. And it's actually speculated that this is where land masses and life actually started because there is so much bacteria and uh, material that is shot out from these vents that is thought to have actually populated the oceans with life forms. So, um, we'll go back to what they call Precambrian Swamper Ooze. Yeah. So, this yeah. is a part of the theorized of the world where everything was covered in water basically mm-hmm. everything there was even less land mass yeah yeah and everything was thermal heated mm-hmm. because it was like a i guess it was beginning so it was a big old soup pot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stuff was just being bubbled bubbled and cooked and, and, cooked and, and born and yep out of somewhere something just decided to crawl out out of that ooze mm-hmm. And well, technically, the thing that started it all, the thing that technically kicked it all off, started life on our planet is fungus. Oh, little mushies. Did you? Yes, it did. It was the first things to start crawling onto land that eventually evolved to create vegetation and so on and so forth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So let's move on with some of our facts. Okay. Sea creatures, and this is going to answer your question. Okay. Sea creatures can grow to Goliath sizes at extreme depths due to their evolution. They themselves are buoyant and primarily made of uh, water, allowing them to resist those pressures. And in doing so, they grow big. Mm-hmm. Sharks. Let's. <laughs> this one I found very, very fucked up. So sharks are so natural to being predators that they will eat their own siblings while in utero. Sand tiger shark pups will eat their siblings in the womb in order to suppress their hunger. I, I've heard of that one, actually. Thanks, Ooh. Shark Week. <laughs> yeah, nature basically did all the right things to make them, make them a natural oh, predator yeah. that instinctively oh, yeah. they're just like, they don't have, that. they're just predator machines that's what they are they don't really go through any kind of like emotional stuff they're just eating machines oh yeah survival survival yeah so one of the more interesting facts that i found was so the oceans deep are filled with literal black holes which nothing can escape them the same as their cousins in outer space okay and that's fucking interesting because they're basically vortexes in the ocean that cr- that creates so much gravitational pull Suction. that the water is almost as if it's in its own container, changing salt levels, temperature, wa- I mean, everything within its itself. Wow. Mm-hmm. So uh, just one milliliter of ocean water can contain approximately... 10 million viruses. Oh, fuck. In fact, the number of viruses in the ocean outnumber the amount of stars in the Milky Way. God. And <laughs> going back to Jesse's, uh, <laughs> Jesse's pond vortice, vortex of, of flesh eating uh-huh. or brain eating uh, bacteria, there are actually known flesh eating bacteria that, that just swarm. Strip. Yeah, that, that swarm just the way Jesse says they create a funnel. And they move across the ocean, just eating, I just eating. Hate that. What the fuck? <laughs> no, it, it's in, and they. So they've, I guess, evolution, like you said, has literally made these 
creatures know that they can swarm like mm-hmm. locusts. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like locusts on a crop field, they will swarm uh, uh, creatures and just yep. devour them. <laughs> All right. And finally, more than 80% of the oceans remain unexplored to this day, having only less explored the ocean floor, we've only mapped 5%. Can we also talk about how none of these oceans mix? Yes. Uh, so a lot of the oceans don't mix. There are the channels where, you know, fresh water, salt water are, tra- are, are uh, moved throughout the oceans. But in general... There's walls. Yeah, there are... Oceans are literally just... That's so weird. And they will not mix. So mm-hmm. in order for... You have to be a pretty big fucking creature to, to travel through these... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, like yeah. whales, dolphins. You have to have, you know, the, the proper... That goes to my cryptid, the Inconyamba, that's supposed to be a... One that's traveling and whatnot. Well, yeah, because it's so fucking weird when uh, I hear of certain things where, like, you have saltwater alligators or crocodiles mm, that are able mm-hmm. to actually go out into the ocean. It, it's just so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. So I got one more fact for you. Okay. So it's estimated that there are approximately three million shipwrecks at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, wow. And with that being said probably the remains of thousands of sailors who accompany those wreckages hmm. preserved and probably being eaten by some strange creature at the bottom of the ocean so the it's taste just for like flesh literal <laughs> there's a whole ghost colony on the ocean floor yeah? basically who know oh my god Creepy. i didn't think about that could you imagine like haunting a shipwreck oh my and god. there's just nothing around and there's just it's just darkness. john travolta and, <laughs> and pulp fiction just Looking around? I'm pretty sure there's something down there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No shit. But, uh, yeah. I hope that kind of made you, uh, your anxiety act up. It really did because I already have a deep fear. (laughs) I I thought you were going to tackle that giant spider crab that is just... God, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. The giant spider crab? I don't know what you're talking about. Should I Google this right Have you ever seen, like, (laughs) eight-legged freaks? Yeah. Imagine that as a crab... Crab. But down there, no, not a little crab. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not massive. a little crab. Giant spider crab. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, I kind of hate that. Don't like it. You kind of. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Not about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And there are life forms, and you know it's funny that you say that because a lot of fish during uh oh my god I can't remember what period in time. But a lot of fish or sea life creatures like lobsters were were reverting back to crab-like forms. They have their own uh, name, right? The crustaceans. And uh, it was almost as if uh, evolution had deemed crabs like the perfect creature in terms of... uh, So at one point, crabs actually ruled the oceans. Oh, really? Yes, crabs actually ruled the oceans at one point. I don't know why that sounds so adorable. (laughs) Well, uh, so there were obviously different types of crabs, right? And there were your common small, like, hand-sized crabs. Hermit crabs. But then you had, like, car-sized crabs that were the predators. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty spooky. Oh, which is the one that they think Amelia Earhart was killed by those crabs? Um, (sighs) Was it coconut crabs or something like that? I'm going to Google it real quick. But when I read, or, like, when I heard that, I was like, what 
you know, and that's it. I skipped over a, a lot of facts, but I wanted to keep it really tight and, you know, concise. Yeah. But that's also that there are recorded, you know, rogue waves that can reach up to, you know, like skyscraper size. Yeah, that just uh, engulf. They are yes. called coconut crabs, though, and they are terrifying. Yeah, they're massive. Do you see the one where it's crawling up the trash can? No, but I see one that's crawling up a tree. <laughs> I hate that. And and think about that. There is all that life down there on the ocean floor. No. Ooh. No. You know what? Um, This isn't really about the oceans, but there's this YouTube channel that I actually watch really frequently called Dive Talk. And okay. they, they're scuba divers and they talk about... Uh, diving into caves Ooh. and whatnot yeah it is so scary mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they like review because like they do a lot of um like their own commentary on other people's like diving videos mm-hmm. and whatnot and like what they're doing correctly and what they would do differently blah 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 and Ooh. it's so terrifying so yeah those, those cave divings so i do like uh oh my god who's the guy that dad started recently listening to or watching uh mm-hmm. mr beast is that his name? He does the real I... short mystery stories. Oh, Mr. Ballin. Mr. Ballin. Yeah. Right? And uh, he did one where uh, this kid dived in a cave. He became asphyxiated or confused. Mm-hmm. And he got stuck down there. And then the guy promised to bring the body back. And, then and he, he died. died down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a recording of it. And you can actually see him going through the process of dying. Yeah. But it was very incredible because like in his last ditch effort, he finally came to his senses, cut the rope so that they could both float to the top and then passed away. That's like so that was sad. such an incredible story. It is such an incredible story. But yes, uh, the, the just the water, just a giant bodies yeah. of water, <laughs> water is so scary. fucking scary to me. And it's perplexing to me that like we have, like you said, what, 70 something percent of it mm-hmm. that's just out there and Mm -hmm. we have yet to use it to our advantage yeah like any kind of uh it's got so much uh minerals and all kinds of bullshit in it and we are just not tapping into it (laughs) it's just yeah and and i mean that's the thing is is well that's the thing that's so perplexing to me right is that we have answers to outer space and stuff like that I mean, we don't even know about our planet. I mean, there's only so much that we can learn from the surface. I mean, just the inertia, and the 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 waves. You think you could develop some kind of power device oh, that could yeah. be powered while yeah, yeah, the nat- yeah. the natural waves and, and current. Well, I've heard that they were discussing some type of new technology that worked as like uh, wind turbines, but they were ocean turbines that would catch uh the the current right uh the, the current that i was talking about that that tr- uh, carries like salt water and fresh water across the currents are stronger than the air that we have yeah. up here like way 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 mm-hmm, stronger because mm-hmm. we can get carried away by these things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know winds just oh yeah wind unless it's a tornado you know and th- and that's that's funny that you say that because there are also along with uh rogue waves they also have something called rogue uh riptides which will randomly just suck you down because of uh, the the riptide that it creates underwater the waves and stuff well Uh, i i want to say and again this is just me talking my bullshit 
there's something big enough down there that's oh, causing yeah. these fucking oh, yeah. movement from the bottom of it. <laughs> it's like when you have your hand in the tub and you're moving it down there and it's causing all these yeah things yeah. to move up top like come on man it, it can't just be like the <laughs> the world shifting it, it's something down there has to be moving oh yeah oh yeah or it's and just you know it's sleep oh yeah yeah i mean uh, again like i said uh cryptids have to be at the top of my list of most believable things because like i just said five percent of the oceans are are mapped the 95 percent of our oceans kind unmapped. of mapped yeah, yeah, even at that kind of map. So it's interesting to ponder on what else is down there. What can be lurking down there? I mean, it's just... Mm. And, and nobody's putting their, their head towards the technology to go down there. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, let's just go up. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh my God, we should petition to him. <laughs> God. Well, anywho's. So I, think, I, I hope you like that. Yeah, I did. That was actually very informative. I like learning. Yes. So uh, Edutainment. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Um, Alrighty, I think we can wrap this up now. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you've been listening. Make sure to uh, give us a good rating, subscribe, share with your friends. If you want to be on the podcast, go ahead and email us at letschatparanormal at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. Um, hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>